time for our bi-weekly culture analysis. Here's a tired old question that probably will never go away. Is there room for more sex and violence on TV? To perhaps most parents' disdain, the truth is, sex sells and Hollywood has thrived on it. But the trouble over HBO's The Idol fronted by The Weeknd as a modern-day cult leader and Lily Rose Depp as a tortured pop star trying her luck at fame, it has already three episodes in, stirred up a conversation about what is appropriate on the small screens. For more on the controversy surrounding the idol and what else is new in the streaming series front, we're now joined by culture critic Isaac Kim. Good morning, Isaac. Good morning. How are you doing over there? Uh, just fine. It's a Friday, so happy Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, yeah. TGIF. Uh, TGIF, indeed. Uh, it's a topic I think both of us were careful not to uh, haphazardly mention because there's a lot of buzz generated both, actually, let's be honest, mostly negative from cultural critics. So we didn't want to just throw it under the bus without giving it a little bit of time, but three episodes in, it's hard for us to avoid the noise that surrounds the idol. Uh, in trying to delve into this topic, I want to make comparisons to old Hollywood. It might be a stretch, but I'm going to take a chance, Isaac. The idea nope. that sex sells is as old is as old as Hollywood, perhaps. Uh, sometimes we forget even movies now deem classics, but at the time of release, shocking. Breakfast at Tiffany's is about a call girl with desires to climb up the social ladder by sleeping with powerful men. And just because Holly Golightly was depicted by Audrey Hepburn doesn't mean it wasn't shocking for the audience at the time. So let's fast forward decades later. What seems to be the trouble with idols? Some critics have gone as far as to call the show a toxic male fantasy. Yeah, I mean, you know, like that reference to old Hollywood and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Um, I, I reminded me also of like, um, you know, this is a very, it's not new to Hollywood that, you know, content is centered around sex, right? There's that, you know, art imitates life and life imitates art kind of, um, you know, the concept of that, I think, really gives support to the fact that sex and content and, you know, especially kind of the shows that are made for adults can really um, be full of that stuff, but it doesn't necessarily mean that all that content gets as much criticism or controversy mm. as like what we're seeing right now. Mm. So I don't think it's the fact that it's about sex or that there is sex, um, you know, like sex and money rules the world, right? If people say it sometimes. So I don't think that that's the actual problem. I think the problem with the idol and um, the controversy going around it is that it's taking a subject that is very natural and very part of reality and part of life, but there's such a, a shocking element to it. And mm -hmm. there's such, it's, um, you know, one reviewer called it torture porn, you know? So like there is this um, element of taking something that's very natural, but then making it more raunchy, making it more cringy, mm -hmm. kind of really going extreme about it. And then on top of that, there was a lot of um, articles that came out that, kind of exposed uh, some of the stuff that was going on that people did not know about. Mm -hmm. The original showrunner of the show left. Um, you know, there was a lot of questions about, like, what happened? They spent a year. Mm -hmm. They spent um, a lot of money. And then all of a sudden, one year later, you know, after production had started, the, the creator or uh, the, the director of the show, Amy Simmons, she is he's gone, right? And you they know, brought in someone who helmed Euphoria, who was also subject to similar criticisms before. 
Right. And well, I mean, he's a he the subject matter for Euphoria is mm. also kind of similar to the idol. So, I, I mean, it made sense that he joined. Actually, mm. I, I thought that originally I thought that, you know, it was Sam Levinson's like second um, project after Euphoria, you know, like that, that it was a part of the plan. But if you really d- dive into it, it, it actually you find out it wasn't part of the plan. Um, there was a lot of things going on that a lot of people didn't know about. Now, when those kind of secrets or when that background gets revealed, uh, there's going to be a lot of people who, uh, I mean, people are smart these days, right? Social media uh, fans and critics, they're able to spot the lies. They're all able to spot the inconsistencies. And so there's a lot of stuff that people really looked forward to with the show when it was mm. announced. But um, as things are getting released, um, you know, this is something that the changes are being uh identified so people are able to see like okay this is not the satire the dark satire that they thought but maybe this has become the like you know that like you mentioned the toxic man's fantasy that they were supposed to satire maybe it just became the toxic man's man's fantasy that you know it was it was supposed to satire like it's it's the irony of it and and the thing is i'm all about give the show a try before you make your judgment calls and if you're of appropriate age i think the same applies i mean you should at least give it a go before you make these judgment calls especially on air but it's tough when it seems (laughs) the criticism is mounting i mean the the words are not subtle to say that this is not my personal taste it's about how it creates a culture of, of objectifying women in a certain way even if if the lead is supposed to be this modern day cult leader, um, does it normalize that conversation? Is it backwards? And we can't avoid those tough conversations too. The fact that this is Blackpink member Jenny's big acting break, uh, of course, seems to ruffle some feathers too. Do you think it's problematic that a girl group star with an attached younger fan base takes on a row in a show of this nature? Well, okay. So for me too, like, the fact that Jenny of Blackpink was, you know, debuting as an actress in this show is actually the way I found out about the show. Like, mm. I, I, you know, unless you're a super fan of The Weeknd or super fan of uh, Johnny, you know, Lily Rose, Adep, and, you know, like, unless you know anyone else, like, like for me, I had, you know, Blackpink's Jenny is the big, to me, is the biggest part of the show. And um, the <laughs> other people that were part of the show, uh, yeah, they're, they're, you know, established, you know, celebrities in their own right. But like The Weeknd is not an actor, you know, and you know, <laughs> Lily, Lily Depp Rose is, is you know, like she's Lily Johnny Rose Depp. Depp. I mean, I mean, literally, I mean, I know her as Johnny Depp's daughter, right? Like yeah. this is not like a show that has like uh, some pedig- some like premier lineup of talent that mm. is associated with it with, with the medium. So um, so, yeah, Jenny being part of it was was kind of like the big news and. You know, this is before the euphoria style of, of Sam Levinson, you know, was attached to the show. And there was a lot of people looking forward to it. So I think that when she was, um, the buzz around her being part of the show was a different buzz. Mm-hmm. But then the controversies that, you know, uh, that started and kind of came out of it, um, I don't really see it as her problem. Perhaps she's she's she could probably be like confused too, like as any of the other actors when a showrunner is changed. So, you know, you spend months uh, working with the creators and on the script. And then, you know, if a director is changing the script on the fly, is is changing what well, if you have a, just a different director, right? Like, mm. like, it was basically reshot. And so um, the fact that she's attached to it, I think, is not the problem. I think that, if anything, there's a lot of conflation of because the fans that really love her, uh, 
you know, are looking to her and have these expectations, but then those expectations were shattered. And I'm sure her expectations were also shattered as well mm. as the director. And even the, um, the new director, uh, you know, Sam Levinson coming into it, this was not his original baby, right? He had kind of came in to fix the show, you know, like quote unquote. Um, so I think there's a lot of this, uh, the backlash is understandable. It's not, I don't think it's problematic. I think it's part of this like creative process. So, mm. you know, HBO, when they first uh, responded to like the, the drama of, of what was going on, they were like saying that, oh, the creative team is currently constantly like um, going through, uh, you know, changes and trying to make the best show. So, yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate that there's such controversy, but I, I don't think that it's problematic just that a, that a girl group, you know, a star is a, a younger star is attached to the show. Right, she's, right. She's, she's not a kid anymore. She's a, she's she's a, a full grown, grown adult. <laughs> she's doing, you know, she has, it's for her, you know, like as a, as a musician, she's, you know, they're one of the, the biggest groups in the world. But this is a new uh, a genre, a new vertical mm. that she's, she's endeavoring into. So mm. she's probably, we can't expect her to have, you know, the same kind of experience or reaction to what's going on with this drama mm. as like, say, you know, uh, a seasoned uh, Oscar winning uh, Oscar winning actress. One of our regulars chimed in. HBO has never really been a channel for children. It's cable. It was case Stardust cable, right? Uh, therefore, the parents should be mindful of what their kids are watching. Very true. Um, we only bring up these points because they are the major talking points that's happening online as we speak. Uh, but maybe we'll leave it there for now. I'm sure if more yeah, buzz is generated, we can revisit it. Yeah, and it, it's rated MA, right? So, right, right. like the like the um, our viewers were saying, like it is not a kids show. Um, mm. I think maybe because we've seen Jenny since she was a kid, and we know that uh, <laughs> this is uh, another the the lead actress is a kid of a very famous actor. You know, mm. like and even you know Sam Levinson, he's the kid of a very famous you know director too. So like. Is it, you know, oh, and maybe this is connected to that the problem we talked about with like nepo being nepotism, you know, like, <laughs> nepotism. You know, like this is uh, who knows, but yeah, definitely, mm. this is not for kids. But I think the audience brings their expectations to uh, mm. the discussion, mm. and it's not a bad thing that 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 we are talking about it. It's in in fact, you know, the weekend did an article, uh, in, did an interview saying that he knew that this was going to happen. Like this is kind of what they were hoping for because this buzz. Um, you know, there's a saying in Hollywood, like, there's no such thing as bad publicity. So mm. we're talking about it now. People, it's, it's like the biggest topic on Twitter, right? Like, so mm. it is getting the buzz that um, perhaps, you know, is what... That the they were like. eyeing for in the first place. Yeah. Maybe so, we're just being played by them. By know? the Idols PR team? <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, this is exactly why HBO did this. You know? like, this is what they wanted. <laughs> we wouldn't know until they come out and say it, and I'm sure they will never confirm it, even if it turns out to be true. We'll leave it there for now. That's enough time for them. <laughs> Here's another buzzword that has caught our attention, and considering that we know very little about the second season of Squid Game, it probably speaks volumes that so much is being said about it. Squid Game has unveiled the cast for its second season as the first season leaves room for plenty of plot points to be untangled. It is absolutely no surprise the major leads will be returning. So what else do we know for sure about the casting so far, Isaac? Um, yeah, so the original, you know, after the success of the first season, it's great to finally confirm that, you know, the biggest draws uh, of the first season um, are going to be back. You know, Lee Jung-jae, mm. uh, Lee Byung-hun, and Lee Ha-jun. And so, but then the new cast members are, I think it's very exciting. You know, Im Shi-wan, Kang han Park Sang-un, Yang Dong-gun, like they're all like very established actors that mm. can lead a show. You know, they're and um, you, basically you, it's like the the Korean Avengers of acting <laughs> coming together. <laughs> and, 
Um, so I, I, I was like, wow, this is uh, this again shows the uh, hmm. the budget of Netflix. You know, um, it, 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 they have the ability to. I'm sure there's a lot of producers in Korea that wish that they could have cast the Korean Avengers. These, <laughs> yeah, just one of these top actors. But you know, um, we all know like Netflix outspends hmm. everybody. So. But, they, it but it's also about how they spend their money. And if it's to hire the right actors for the right role, I mean, it sounds wonderful, and especially for the viewer experience. Uh, but the recent cast announcement did set off fan complaints about the lack of female characters. How has Netflix responded to the criticism? You know, their, their response is very, you know, um, very standard, right? Like, this is the first announcement of season two. We're excited to share more. Hold on. You know, like, stay tuned. There's mm-hmm. going to be females. Like, like um the, the the controversy online is very funny because um it is not wrong it is true that there are no females and like th- if this was the only teaser for squid game 2 you know like then we have problems right but um th- this is the first teaser and maybe the audiences were just so like anticipating it that uh when they saw what they saw instead of seeing what what I saw which was like man this is Star-powered Avengers cast. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of seeing that, they they were they were you know they noticed the obvious flaw. And um, definitely, I, I mean, I was thinking maybe Netflix's I you know strategy was okay. Let's let's get this out there and then have us you know they could even do a second teaser with just the female leads. This is a very uh, common uh, uh, tactic. Kind of tactic that is done in a lot of Korean productions. But because Squid Game, even though it is a Korean drama show, it is actually like not only a korean show right mm. so international audiences it's, it's written it, it's prepared for international audiences and you know, global audiences are much more sensitive to diversity and being included and being part of the conversation whereas in korea if um you know if, if this was a korean drama like they do teasers that are very like you know you break it up by gender and like you break or you break it up by sex you mm. break it up by location you know you break it up by like age like there's a lot of things where um this announcement uh, to me it sounded like oh this is a very you know typical korean way to market a show but the but show maybe is it's not the international way to market too i mean for barbie as since we talked about it i've seen like three different trailers so you tell me maybe this is all part of a clever pr tactic to keep people engaged in a flood of content so this is just one of the many yeah, but I, another thing I, I think is I think it's a kind of an unforced error. So I don't think that mm-hmm. um, the I don't think that, <laughs> you know, no offense to Netflix, but I don't think they knew that they were going to get this controversy. Maybe the weekend when um, uh. you know when he mentioned that he knew that it was being con- going to get this kind of controversy with the show right. uh, because they could anticipate it. But I don't think that they anticipated this. <laughs> if they did, uh, I think the reaction, the, the announced, the the comment that they gave from mm. Netflix uh, would have been different. And also, you know, this is not the first time unforced errors like this have been, you know, have shown up, you know, mm-hmm. in, you know, in uh, Squid Game season one, the phone number that you used to call to enter the Squid Game. Do you remember that controversy? Mm-hmm. It was someone's real phone number. So, yeah. like, um, you know, there's a lot of controversies that are scandals that have happened that to me show that uh, this uh, announcement was a real blunder. It was not strategic at all. I think they're just spinning it to try to. Mm. Try to stay face. But um, yeah, it was a big blunder, unforced error. All right. But we'll have to see if the second or third teaser, if that is scheduled, uh, clarifies okay, the casting, right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. They're going to make, I mean, they're going to pivot and they're going to uh, adjust and mm. it, it'll be great. Like the, the audience anticipation is so high, obviously, that mm. um, 
the, you know, I'm sure that they will do it. If not, then they don't know what to do. They, they need they need to be fired if they don't address it. You know, like. <laughs> and it's most likely they'll they'll keep up. Uh, before I let you go, Isaac, I mean, maybe the short list of why expectations run high for the second season of Squid Game, Netflix's biggest series launch ever. That was the first season. What other coveted titles were they able to uh, hold on to? Well, you know, um, it was the biggest show like on the planet during you know a time when planet everybody Earth. on the planet, <laughs> yeah, when everybody was glued to TV too, right? Like, mm-hmm. so there was a. I don't think that you could repeat that. You know, like it was a very like um, unique moment in history where you know because of the pandemic and 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 all this stuff and like Oscars, uh, you know, Oscars so white and like mm-hmm. there was a lot of uh, movements and hashtags that kind of converged um, together. And so it was like lightning striking, you know, like, uh, you know, and, you know, like, you know, do you know the odds of winning an Oscar are uh, one in 11,500? Who did the math? The odds of becoming, (laughs) yeah, it's, uh, it's actually not, the odds of winning an Oscar are not that hard, uh, uh, bad. It's actually harder to become a movie star uh, because a movie star, the odds of being a a full-fledged, you know, movie star is 1.19 million. Mm. But the odds of striking... You know, lightning twice is actually one in nine million. So it's actually, you know, harder to do the lightning strikes twice, season two becoming a next global hit. But you know what the chances are of winning the lottery in Korea Mm. is one in eight million. Ah. So, like, you know, it's not as hard to when you look at the numbers, you know, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I think that the, the fact that lightning striking twice and what we've seen with the anticipation of this season two. Like Netflix could have another hit again. It's definitely um, like statistically possible. Okay. So even though it doesn't take it's not taking ten years for the show to come out, like for season one, mm-hmm. uh, I think that season two could become a huge success again. There's mm-hmm. so much buzz around it. Um, so I, I, it's it's good to anticipate what's going to happen because the uh, I think the expectations are are justified. Thank you very much, Isaac. That was such a fun conversation. We'll speak to you again soon. All right. Have a good one. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.